Great stuff. Um, first off, it's been a it's been a pretty sort of tumultuous week for the uh, the heavyweight division. Obviously, with the the uh, first Kane and then Fabricio pulling out of the main event with injuries. Um, what was your take on on Vadum saying that he would have stayed on the card for Kane, but yet he pulled out for Stipe? What was your take on that? Uh, just essentially, he felt it was too much to risk. Um, any of the unpredictable or un um, the variables that they hadn't accounted for, and uh, I can I can understand his trepidation if you think of it that way, because uh, it's a very hard road to get to the top of any sport, and with uh, with fighting, uh, you have to. You know, once you get there, you have to maintain that position as everybody's trying to knock you off and take it from you. So, uh, you know, he finally has made it to the limelight. He's finally making what he probably feels is the, close to the, the the big money, and he, it's too much of a risk. Sure. And uh, the, with, with the heavyweight championship of the world, it's there's obviously that mystique about it. You know, people call it the guy who's got the title the baddest man on the planet, and it seems... You know, if you're the heavyweight champion of the world, the general perception among the public is you are basically the toughest guy on the planet. But we've only seen that heavyweight championship competed for three times in the last three years. Um, how how damaging potentially is that to the actual championship itself? And does it does it sort of devalue it, or is you know what's your take on on that whole situation? Because obviously we've seen a lot of injuries at the top of the heavyweight division in recent years. <clears throat> Well, the real measure of, of most of these titles is, is who's the person holding it and what was that path to get there. Um, you know, the title doesn't really have any value until somebody you know, claims it. Um, the the lack of heavyweight championship fights, I don't know. I, I suppose we're probably not doing as well as boxing, but I know even in boxing, the heavyweights often don't fight um, a very heavy schedule, but even still... Uh, it's the main event. It's, it's the thing that people want to see most in all of combat sports, not just uh, MMA included. The heavyweight world title being fought for, and uh, uh, well, I mean, I, I think it's important that it, that it's being out there in the forefront and being defended. And uh, injuries are a, a, a risk with athletics, and uh, you can't really blame Kane or Verdum, you know, in terms of being injured when that is the case. But, you know, um, well, I guess one of us is going to have to go up there and take the belt from him if we want to see this thing defended more than once every three years. It was just about the crossover in skill set and what's most beneficial uh, in MMA, you know, the the, uh, the most beneficial skills from your pro wrestling experience that, that you've been able to uh, parlay into MMA. Well, this is one of the most important things that I've taken from professional wrestling is the ability to adapt and be ready for any and all comers at any times because uh, you don't necessarily know how things will change and it'll go from night to night. Um, you know, people like uh, my coach, uh, well, uh, my, my past coach, uh, rest in peace, Billy Robinson, uh, you know, he had regaled all kinds of stories about what it was like being on the road and 
and you never just you never knew what you were going to come across. So you need to be prepared to for anything that you might see. You need to have a solution for any kind of problem you'll come across. And if you wrestle enough people, if you're out there enough in the uh, squared circle enough times, you're going to see pretty much every every uh, approach to fighting that you're ever going to come across. And uh, in terms of in terms of uh, the fan base itself and attracting new fans to the sport of MMA, how much of a crossover do you do you do you think there is between MMA and pro wrestling? And you know, what are the key selling points to get MMA over to a pro wrestling audience? Um, well, I mean, the biggest thing is you need individuals, and uh, it's important for people in MMA to express themselves. That doesn't necessarily mean cutting big, crazy promos or having over-the-top characters, but they need to let who they are uh, be apparent and, and understandable and out there for people to to get behind. Uh, because otherwise, you're just another uh, chess piece, and you know who cares? Uh, there's, a, there's another one right behind you, and you're fighting against another one, and, and there's no there's no personal interest. Um, the other thing is, uh, pro wrestling in its current state is really more choreography than wrestling. So I'd say it probably has more in tune with. Uh, well, I don't know, like a Broadway show than it does with what professional wrestling used to be. Um, but, you know, both things are trying to sell struggle and conflict and the uh, the resolutions through, through conflict and the drama that goes behind uh, people being engaged in... Uh, in, in such an arduous scenario. So uh, I, I think there's plenty of opportunity for crossover. Uh, you, you won't love everything, but I think that's always the way it goes. But I think that there's enough amongst watch, you know, the professional wrestling world and in the MMA world that uh, there's things to like. And I think if you're an MMA person, it'd probably be easiest for you to to get into something like New Japan Pro Wrestling or something on the Japanese side of thing than it would be to get into the uh, sports entertainment. But you just never know. And what's your take on, on CM Punk making making the transition, especially given that he doesn't seem to have that, that collegiate wrestling background and it's, it's quite late in his career? And I mean, what's your take on that and, and how well do you think he'll, he'll, he'll get on? I think it's a massive risk, but I'm sure that he understood that as well. But I think that whatever those results turn out to be, that that risk is worth the reward to him. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that he's, he's going after something that he is passionate about and wants to prove to himself and experience while he has the opportunity to still do it. Um, you have to you have to chase dreams. You have to make what appear to be foolish decisions in your life, and you have to uh, you have to do all you can because you don't have forever to do any of these things. And especially in the athletic sense, you you've got an even shorter span at which you could accomplish that. You could be writing books uh, or doing stand-up comedy much much more uh, much more years after your. Uh, your potential to actually be an athlete exists. So uh, I think it's big on him, and I'm glad he's getting his, his chance to do so. And, you know, there is marketing opportunity and money to be made off of uh, off of Phil's fighting debut. 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, good for him to, to be a part of that as well. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you've got you've got Ben Rothwell on Saturday. Uh, he's in the best form of his career right now. You're probably, between the pair of you, to probably the two most experienced guys in terms of the amount of fights you've had in that UFC heavyweight division. Give us, give us your take on, on Ben as a fighter, how you break down his abilities and where you think you've got the uh, specific edge over him. Uh, well, you know, I, I think that I'm a, a far more well-rounded fighter than Ben, but, you know, Ben's got a, a quite a, a long career uh, and a lot of experience underneath him. So he's used to, uh, and he's used to being out there and under those lights and being under pressure. Um, he's put together a great win streak, and, and I'm sure... Uh, he's going to have a ton of confidence coming in, you know, watching his last fight against, uh, or his fight against Overeem, and just walking at him, uh, eating his punches and kicks and knees, and, uh, and just coming forward, uh, which could have been a, a really bad decision, but it, he didn't pay for it that night. He scored the uh, right hand behind the ear and, and knocked him out. But uh, you know, I'm not going to be so easy to hit, and... Uh, I, I bring a whole lot of bag, uh, a whole lot of uh, uh, tricks in my bag of skills there. So I have to, uh, I have to keep him off balance, and I have to do something about hat forward momentum. It's kind of like fighting the golem. You know, it's uh, it just keeps lumbering forward. But you know, chip away at it long enough, and soon all you got left is uh, you know the remnants of. Uh, of Michelangelo's David, not not the beautiful statue. And uh, I, I can't believe I just <laughs> made a metaphor around Michelangelo's David with Ben Rothwell, who is he's, he's almost like a like a, a partially shaved Yeti. He's such a hairy, big, fearsome dude. <laughs> you know, uh, he he would have been would have been great as like a old Saxon or something. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be quite something on Saturday night, and uh, it's. Uh... You know what? I, I here here would be a dream of mine. I would like to fight in England, and uh, uh, someday that would be pretty fantastic. And I would love to have uh, uh, old. Um, oh God, why can't I remember his name? He's fantastic. Uh, he played. Uh, he played the dad of. Uh, he played Richard. Richard the Third, I think it was, or um, Eng- the Lionheart. He Eng- played English guy. Uh, yeah. Bri- not Bri- uh, Brian Blessed. Brian Blessed, the loudest man in England. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would want him to either a be in my corner, but that could be dangerous because I think I might actually just be too entertained by having Brian Blessed in my corner. <laughs> Than uh, to be able to go out there and fight appropriately, but it, but if he could announce my fight, if he could, you know, just for one fight, uh, uh, um, uh, Bruce Buffer could step aside, and I could have Brian Blessed announce my uh, MC the fight. <laughs> that would be fantastic. He wouldn't need a microphone. I'll tell you that. No, he wouldn't. And I, I heard he's good for a, for a tussle himself. He's known for wrestling people. He, yeah, he is. He's got. He's got. Um, I think his autobiography's out at the moment, and apparently it's it's quite a read. I've not had the ch- I haven't had the chance to pick it up yet, but uh, apparently it's quite something. 
So uh, I got to get that. It's, uh, I got to yeah. get that. He he's fantastic. I've been watching him and stuff ever since I was a kid. Uh, he's amazing. He's great. He's great. He's a, a, a national treasure. A national treasure. Um, one more for you, Josh. And thanks thanks so much for the time. And also, you know, we had a bit of a bit of a problem with the call there, but. Um, if, if and when you get this W on Saturday night, uh, two, well, it's, it's kind of a two-part question. One, do you think that do you think that will be enough to book yourself into a title shot? And two, do you think you're going to have to push yourself over the edge by grabbing that mic and really virtually demanding it? Um, because because everything seems a bit log jam uh, log jammed at the top of that heavyweight division at the moment. I think the biggest thing is it will be how I perform and how I win. Uh, I need to go out there and, and do my absolute best to win this fight. And uh, I, I think that if I'm allow, if I'm able to get everything going on all cylinders, uh, 12, I guess, if you're a big Jaguar fan <laughs> or Aston Martin, but uh, eight if you're just into muscle cars like myself. But uh it, then, then the results will speak for themselves, and, and I will uh, have the world on notice for my return to grabbing the heavyweight title. I always want to grab the mic, though, uh, but I won't beg or, or plead for anything. You, you don't see me on a knee for nothing, and uh, you know if 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 a heavyweight title is, is out there to be had, then it's going to come off of just. My sheer force of will and my uh, and and my performance. So, uh, but it is my 15 minutes when I'm out there, when, when I'm in front of that camera. And I can't imagine that people want to just listen to uh, to me talking about something that they could just rewind and watch in slow mo uh, at the end of a fight, anyways. No, that's great, and uh, I know a lot of people are looking forward to this fight, and uh, I'm certainly one of them. It's going to be it's going to be a good one. Uh, all the best. I hope um, the final few days go nice and easily for you, and uh, I look forward to watching you in the octagon on Saturday night. No, thank you. 